Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the All 49ers show. Um, this We're the All 49ers, all of us, all two of us, Grant Cohn, Jose Sanchez. All of us. <laughs> all of us. Uh, the title of the show is, Will the Niners Acquire Tom Brady at the Trade Deadline? I know, a little out of left field, right? We'll explain it. But first, we're going to do a little bit of context. We're not going to start right there. Wait for it. The question <laughs> to start is, is the 49ers offense close to an impasse? The reason we ask this question is, they just made their all-in move. They've got a ton of talent. They brought in Christian McCaffrey, and yet they only scored 23 points in this last game against a bad defense, which makes you uh, wonder, you know, how much can Christian McCaffrey do, and is there something else limiting this offense? Yeah, they're close to the impasse because, look, after that game, we knew how Christian McCaffrey was going to be a major role player in that last game against the Chiefs. So after seeing that, it's like, dude, it's just more of the same. It doesn't matter what defense they play, mm-hmm. um, but it's also because we we know what the we know what the story is of them. Just get a lead ahead of, of against them, whether it's seven to ten points, especially ten points. You know, the Niners are pretty much screwed for the first part for the most part offensively, and it forces them to put it into Jimmy's hands. But look, it, it's it's going to come to an impasse if Christian McCaffrey, you know, if he's not the answer soon. And it should start being a large step taken from the Chiefs game to the Rams game because he did have a relatively sizable snap count, I would say, in role he had last week. So now that should probably be doubled, maybe tripled against the Rams. And if it doesn't look well then, especially if they lose and they get stonewalled and they don't look as great because it's not like they looked that great against the Rams in the first game anyways at home on Monday night. And if, if it's not going to bounce back or do something that you can, you know, pr- catapult yourself on coming out of the bye, then it's like I have zero hope that this offense is going to improve, especially because, you know, Kyle Shanahan's not going to learn from his mistakes. Seeing Christian McCaffrey in person, I thought he was extremely impressive. Like, I, I actually thought he was more impressive on the Niners than I saw him in person in Carolina because clearly – He's the focal point of the defense when he's in uh, the opposing defense when he's in Carolina, and people just tee off on him. Here, there's more space, and he did look explosive. Yeah. That being said, as soon like as soon as Kyle Shanahan got through his script, he ran out of all creative ways to use Christian McCaffrey and just started running him up between the tackles and got nothing out of him. Mm-hmm. So, to, again, like there are two big things going on with this offense right now that Christian can't save: the fact that Kyle runs out of all good ideas after his script, his offense falls apart after the script. Christian can't save that. And then the quarterback can't throw down the field. So no matter how many weapons you have on the offense, it's still a horizontal passing offense, which frankly doesn't scare anyone. And I mean, it might scare the Rams. It beats the Rams. But they have their own – it's not going to scare Buffalo or Philly or, you know what I'm saying, Uh, uh, Kansas City apparently. Any team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender with a legitimate quarterback, the Niners can't compete. And this is an all-in Super Bowl or bust team. So great that you got, and that's the thing, you got Christian McCaffrey, okay, now you went all in, but you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to be in denial and say, well, you know, just give Christian a few weeks? Or are you going to make another move at the deadline? I would make another move at the deadline, but it might be tricky. You got five days. Five days. With what picks? Where are they going to get to that? But we'll get to that in a second. But right. uh, I'd say, tricky. look, Christian McCaffrey, is. I think, He's going to really hit his stride coming to the Chargers game because there's going to be more weeks under his belt. He'll have the Rams. He'll have the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, on Kyle's, like, game scripting, it's, it's you know, for, for years now I've been saying, and other people as well, about how much of a great play caller and offensive genius he is. And a large part of that that I always respect about him is the guy was seemed like he was adaptable. And now it's becoming further from the truth. He's not adaptable. You know, every time he says, like, hey, we have a game plan – 
for this new defense every week is new like no it's not kyle every week i'm seeing the same i'm seeing the same type of styles that you're using for like every single game <laughs> you don't adjust it's literally my way or the highway sentimentality he has going on here um i would just love to see for him to really just get out of tendencies the point of being like a good play caller is like get out of your tendencies you know same thing with baseball it's like hey we know he's we know he's gonna throw that fastball but if god forbid he throws that curveball we're not expecting and kyle was just like and i know jimmy hasn't been great but there's times where i feel like you should really give him more of the ball the chance because it's becoming way too predictable i mean i feel like every time the Niners ran a back-to-back run it was getting stuffed on the second run because they knew it was coming so i would i would just like to see some out of tendency plays and give something to, for Garoppolo to, like, build upon. Well, I mean, the thing that's crazy is, like, seeing Kyle fall apart after his script is like, man, you've been here for six years. You're getting worse? You're getting, like, dumber? Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? It can't possibly happen. So what is the explanation? He used to be able to make adjustments, or did he? I think this is what everyone's looking at. Like, was it McDaniel? Even his players, like, hold on. Wes Welker, McDaniel, John Embry, all these guys are gone. And now you replace him with Anthony Lynn and, and Brian Greasy, and now you guys can't make a halftime adjustment. Was it you, Kyle, or were you taking? Are you Captain Kirk? And was that Spock? Like, are you taking all this all of Spock's ideas the whole time? <laughs> it kind of seems like he was. Like he's like, hey man, you're you know, no one really knows who you are. You're five foot seven. You kind of talk funny. I'm Mike Shanahan's son. If you want to make it in the NFL, stick with me. You can be my right hand man. You're never gonna make it. You got to sort of be in the shadows. And you got to give me all your ideas uh, and let me put my name on your homework on our group projects. But you can you can make some good money in this league. And all of a sudden he's like, actually, I'm a head coach now, too. And Kyle's like, damn, damn it. <laughs> Who's going to tell me what to do? And he's got nothing right now. I that that is disheartening. So maybe they could bring in a quarterback who has his own ideas. I don't know. Yeah, so let's talk. That in. But another let's thing talk. Also, like, was it last year that we, I mean, how much credence do we actually give to Mike McDaniel making the Debo Samuel transition a thing? I, I'd say a fair amount at least, right? So Debo I mean, loves him. Debo loves Mike McDaniel. In the offseason, when Debo was like having that little tiff with the Niners and he was trying to make him jealous, where'd he go? Miami. Hang out. I was having lunch with McDaniel and stuff. Hey, man, a lot of these Niners players love McDaniel. Mostert. And, you know, if, if there's a little bit of an exodus this offseason, I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of them go to Miami. And why is Mostert having a good year and staying healthy most importantly? Like a lot of these other players, it's like, it's like, damn, you get away from this team. It's like, not only does well, success kind of, kind of still like maintain itself, at least relatively, but man, you suddenly health, Jarek McKinnon, all these, what, what's, what, what, what's going on, man? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not thinking about it. Josh Wyatt says, I'm here for the brutal truth. Don't start peddling the hopium now. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. How would Brady be anything but that? <laughs> hey, man, look. Sunlight. This is what the Niners thought three years ago. He had a down year in New England. They're like, no, nah, we'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Brady. That was one of the worst decisions in franchise history. Yes, Brady's older now. Um, would you rather have Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo? Would you rather have Brady or, or Trey Lance for one year? I, I, look, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I'm thinking this is what the Niners are thinking. Let's talk about this potential three-team trade. It would be a little ambitious. They got to pull this off in the next five days. But I think it became something to talk about when Mac Jones got benched. So here's the three-team trade. And my question to you is, who would say no? Niners sent Jimmy Garoppolo to New England. So Jimmy can reunite with Bill Belichick. They reportedly are very close. And Bill reportedly didn't really want to get rid of uh, Jimmy in the first place that was an ownership decision so they would get to reunite Bill's like in his 70s he doesn't want to really develop a quarterback he wants to push his chips in right now 
Um, the Bucks would get a quarterback who's young. When Brady is a free, Brady doesn't want to be there anymore. It's pretty clear. He tried to retire, tried to leave. They wouldn't let him go. He he has to fill this one last year there. Then he's out. They don't have a quarterback next year. If they don't have Brady, it's Kyle Trask. So they drafted a quarterback that that year similar to Mac Jones. Maybe they like Mac Jones. I don't know. And then the Niners would get Tom Brady. Tom Brady would wanted to come back once already. He's from the Bay. His parents are here. Um, they could offer him an ownership stake like Miami tried to do. They could fit him into their cap space. And they have Tom Brady. So which team says no to that? The Bucks and the Niners. The Niners. Yeah. Well, let's start with the easy part. The the Bucks say that because Mac Jesus, Mac Jones. What are you gonna do with Mac Jones? Come on. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with Mayo Mac over there? I I say the Niners because I think Kyle is cynical enough to be like, I don't want Brady to the point where he gets the credit for what I'm doing. And it's kind of, it's becoming like a little bit more like it's a, it's. Like, I mean, how many times have you said it? It's been is is Kyle Shanahan the one who's steering the ship, or is it? Can he not shed the spotlight with his quarterback? And it, it, it's just so much like it's he's true. trying so hard and to be the guy, to be the attention, the limelight. And it's like if you just share some of that, if you just share some of that, sometimes let your players, the quarterback, be great. Just give him a chance. Then maybe, just maybe, it'll help prop you up as well. But I, I just don't think he'll want Brady at this point in time. And I feel like it, it, it's more. It's more of a prestige thing if you're able to go as far with Jimmy Garoppolo, especially Jimmy Garoppolo. But hold on, let me let me let me retort. I agree with your with your thought process, and I think that's essentially why Kyle said no to Tom Brady two three years ago. I do, but a lot has changed since then. Okay, Brady won a championship. Brady proved Kyle wrong. Everyone in the organization knows they fucked up. Yep. With that, um, Brady still might want to come here. Brady's from here. And if you have the self-awareness that, man, that was a big mistake. And the reason they made that mistake was they thought Brady was washed. He wasn't. And they thought they had a future with Jimmy. They didn't. So those things are off the table. You're entering year seven, still no ring, theoretically. And there's a little bit of desperation from Kyle. He just traded for Christian McCaffrey. That shows you that he feels he needs to do something right now. They may not fire him this year, but they could fire him next year if he goes seven years without a ring. So what do you do? Do you just hope that Trey Lance can win a ring in his first year as a starter, or do you make a move for a quarterback? I'm not sure he can pull this off. What I'm saying is if they don't trade for, for Tom Brady at the deadline, I think they could sign him next offseason because he's going to be a free agent. Jimmy's going to be a free agent. Jimmy's gone. He could just go to New England. Uh, Tom's leaving Tampa. He already wanted to come to the Niners. His parents are here. I think, you know, and remember there were those rumors when he retired. Mike Florio kept saying, I bet you. He's coming to the 49ers. How do we know they weren't talking discreetly this offseason? This might be something they've already talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, if that's your plan for next year, bring in Tom Brady to save this thing if we don't win a Super Bowl, dude, just do it now. Because you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen it. We don't need to see this play out. We really, really know you can't do it. I'm sorry. Just saying. I know it's a lot to pull off in the next five years. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's a lot to pull off, especially after the Christian it's McCaffrey trade. But I mean, it is. Like, I'm trying to think, like, how often do you even quarterback midseason? Oh, that you make Jimmy. Like, what was the last Jimmy. time like, quarterback trade ever happened? Oh, Jimmy. But Jimmy. But in yeah. terms of like actual starting quarterbacks, for it's the tough. Most part, I mean, because no, he has to learn the system, and it's all that stuff. It's true. It's true. I think he would be able to blend in Brady to step in pretty well. We fine. You can figure it out for him. I mean. He, he, Brady with no knowledge of the offense is better than Jimmy Garoppolo with six years knowledge of the offense. Let's be frank. I, look, if, if you're making desperation all-in trades, 
Why not actually do one that, that moves the needle? Getting another running back, great. How about a quarterback who can throw down the field? If you put Tom Brady on this team with McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle, even if he doesn't know the system, they're winning the Super Bowl, I, I believe. And I know they can't protect him, but it's actually Tom Brady who knows what he's looking at and can, can get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah. But I think it's go back to the fact that how much they overhype Garoppolo still and how much they still view him better than what he is. And look, there's no talking him into it. All the fans can be on it. All the media for once can actually be in unison and actually say, like, look, man, Jimmy ain't it. And he was a large reason why you lost that game with the pick, you know, missed players and stuff like that. Whatever you want to say, it, it doesn't matter. Look, they didn't trade him for a reason. They chose to bring him back because they 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 overvalued him they overestimated right. the market they did all this you know they they thought he would be this player that they would view but no one else saw it that way because oh yeah his shoulder but ultimately hey if he was anywhere remotely of a good player i'm pretty sure everyone would have been on him still and just let him rehab and learn the playbook i mean you got freaking players who get in trouble will get traded but you're not gonna acquire this guy so i, I just think it's just too much of how embedded in trends and how much they view garoppolo and it wouldn't shock me again if they don't think Garoppolo is that far off of Brady either. It's just, yeah, I mean, they probably won't do it. Like The trade deadline is Saturday. They play the Rams Sunday. But, like, you'd think if the trade deadline was a week later, okay, and they let's say they lose to the Rams, and they go into the bye week on a three-game losing streak, how desperate are they? Again, like, this, the team that traded for Christian McCaffrey yeah. is the most desperate team in the league. The Niners are the most under, the most, the biggest disappointment in the NFL through the first seven weeks. They could turn it all around. But again, I, I posit, I theorize that Christian McCaffrey can't do it all on his own. And it's no. down to the head coach and the quarterback. And they're not going to change the head coach midseason. So, Kyle, if you want to win the Super Bowl this year, if you're that desperate, this is the move. Now, I don't know if you could pull it off. Because as Jose said, Tampa may not be interested. You know, trading Tom Brady midseason might be tough for them, although he's not exactly tearing it up. For that team, they're not exactly going anywhere, but they maybe it's, they look terrible, and they have no plan at quarterback next year. But maybe Mac Jones isn't. Maybe they, maybe they don't like Mac Jones. I have no idea how they feel about Mac Jones. Who likes Mac Jones at this point? Hard to like him, Kyle. That's why everyone kept talking. Acquire Mac Jones, and I was like, please God, no. Even Kyle probably is in the Niners organization. Like I never liked him. You never heard that from me. I never. I like Bailey Zappi. I don't expect the Niners to make this trade, but I will say. I do expect Kyle Shanahan to make a serious run at Tom Brady this offseason. I don't know if it'll work out. Maybe it's three years too late. But I don't I don't expect Trey Lance to be the starting quarterback next year. I don't. I think Kyle I think and it's not his fault. It's Kyle's fault. But I expect it to be Brady or some vet. Maybe he'll get Kirk Cousins. Maybe he'll get Aaron Rodgers. That'd be kind of tricky. It seems like Brady's the easiest one. He's gonna be a free agent. He wants to come back to the Bay. He's essentially gonna sign himself. You just have to make him part owner of the team, which, frankly, Jed, Denise, John, do it. Do it. It'd be good to have Tom Brady in your organization. You'd have Tom Brady and John Lynch. Nice. Two Hall of Famers. Yeah, we talk about how de desperate this team is. They've already been desperate. It's not even after yeah. this loss. I mean, the fact that Trey McCaffrey said all we all needed to know about how they yeah. do their own offense. It's, it's yeah. not so much that it was, look, we saw ourselves to get a chance at a, at a great player and we got outbid. And, like, it's part of that. But it's also like, you know, you don't – this is out of the 49ers norm in terms of emptying the coffers. And we haven't right. seen that since Trey Lance. And guess what? They were desperate for a quarterback too. So when they, right. we, we know what the trend of what it looks like with the 49ers on that kind of desperation is we just throw them all, all the loot. You know, we just throw them all. We just throw them the yeah. whole bank account. So here, here you go for Trey Lance. We'll give you all these picks. Here you go for Chris McCaffrey. We'll give you all these picks. And that's pretty much what they're just trying to hope the emergency duct tape. 
And that's what they're trying to recreate from last year. And going back to the McDaniel thing, it's like <laughs> we're stuck at the quarterback thing. I mean, they would definitely love to get a quarterback right now that they can reel it in. But ultimately, again, how much is that going to save Kyle in terms of like his predictability, his game off script? You know, at that point, you're going to need that quarterback who's actually, you know, that dual freak that can create his own off script plays. And remember, they said they traded for Christian McCaffrey for the same reason they traded for Emmanuel Sanders three years ago, right? That's what they said the day of. They're like, this is how we, we, we did, because it's a desperation move. It's a desperate, and everyone knows it, but they're like, it's not a desperation move. We're doing this because we feel so confident in our team, just like three years ago, we traded for Emmanuel Sanders, even though that time they were 6-0, and and this time they're 3-3. and It's like obviously different, but they said, no, no, no. The same situation, we're a player away. This is our all-in move to win the Super Bowl. Well, now you're three and four. And a lot of people are saying, you know, one dual threat running back doesn't necessarily overcome your weak quarterback and your uh, slumping head coach. So if you're that desperate and you're still looking to make that move to put you in the Super Bowl, man, fix the real issue, which is your quarterback. I know it's a little late in the season, but if you're that desperate and you're already thinking <laughs> along those lines, you know you didn't fix the real issue. You know you didn't fix the real issue. This team is probably going to win the division, although I don't know, and then go to the playoffs and lose. And it'll be like, oh, wow, what a surprise. But if you had Tom Brady, you just might win the whole Super Bowl. And you know what? Maybe get him before he turns 57. Get him now. Just say it. He's starting to look old. A little he's, bit. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's going through it after that divorce. He looks like he's, he, yeah, man. Um, hold on. You told me trade what? Jimmy G, player for player. Yeah, Tom Brady. Um, Josh Wyatt got you. I don't know. I'm not saying it's it's going to work, but I think that's probably what they're going to do. I think they, the Niners are operating like they have one more move up their sleeves. You know? Kyle, you'd think he's like, well, I might get fired this offseason. He's not acting like that. He's acting like, no, I, I, got, I got one more move in my sleeve. That dude's safe. And it, yeah. Um, by the time Brady learned the playbook, we'd be out of the playoff contention. Don't have any games to spare not happening. Okay. Probably won't happen, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's here next year. Is Jimmy Craft love baby going to be an issue? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. How do we truly know Brady wanted to come to SF? I mean, it feels like a lot of people report that. What do you mean? It was pretty much acknowledged. That the Niners it was pretty, pretty much acknowledged. acknowledged. This credence to this Brady news or just a rumor? Just a rumor? Just a rumor. But uh, I don't know. You put the pieces together. Um, Gabe says, how are we not talking about the fact Brock Purdue took the field? Not only that, but passed a lot. All last season, Kyle made excuses why Trey couldn't touch the field no matter the situation. They were never blown out in a situation like that. But hold on. They were. They weren't blown out, but they were winning by a lot, and they wouldn't put in Trey. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah, I don't know. Great. Kyle is the kind of guy who um, gives up on rookies immediately. Young players? He's not patient with young players. Why do we think that he likes Trey Lance? He may have liked Trey Lance for a minute and a half. But he also liked Trey Sermon for a minute and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kyle is just so rash with his decisions, and then it's over. So I don't know where Trey Lance stands in this team. And the, the way they used him, the fact that they kept Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good sign that he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. It's not. Come Brandon on, Lee, thank you very much. Nope. Matt Ryan. That, I said that weeks ago, Matt Ryan. He just That's got benched. That was a starter, He just though, got like, benched, backup, though. The veteran backup. I think Brady's got more left than Ryan. Cali oh, Tremors. That guy he's sucked. cooked. Who else in the NFC West would compete for either Rodgers or Brady to be their quarterback? I mean, the Seahawks could do whatever they want, but it seems like they actually got a good thing going with Geno. 
Who the hell's gonna go to the Seahawks though? Still, I mean, I know they're having, I know they're having a much better start than what anyone at Tax Free State. Tax Free State. Yeah. Tax Free State. I think well, Rogers first of all is screwed because I think his, you know what his dead cap is the next two years. I think it's like in the hundreds. <laughs> he ain't getting traded. <laughs> yeah, no, Brady's the one. Unless they Brady's think the they can get Kirk Cousins, and again, Kirk Cousins ain't getting it done. Kirk Cousins isn't good enough. It's got to be Brady. Otherwise, yeah, get rid of Kyle and, and bring in someone who can coach Trey. The Brady's only way Kyle gets to stay for year seven, if he if he doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, to me, is if he can guarantee he can bring in Tom Brady for, with him. Otherwise, running it back like. Running it back with Trey, like nah. I want someone else coaching Trey. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, you're just gonna run it between the tackles again. Do you think the Niners will trade Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi as Lance's backup? Uh, no, 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 I don't. Good question though. Dan says I'm convinced the Niners will get Brady or Rogers. Yeah, Brady is the, the easier one to handle. I mean, to to uh, make work. I got a question. You know, I you. guess you could always do Rogers. It's all you could always flip around the contract numbers if he's down. You know, but still, if he's down, but it's tricky. Yeah. Um, does Kyle Shanahan have too much power in the organization? And I bring this up because I feel like this trade for for Christian McCaffrey was a Kyle production yes, and something that you know, you know, a strong general manager or a strong owner would say, "No, we're not going to do the Mike Ditka trade where we trade an entire draft for a running back." And really, when Ditka did it, he traded it for a young running back. This is a 26 year old running back who's missed a lot of games the last two years. This is. Um, out of character for the 49ers who usually do trades that Parag Marate would totally sign off on. This is to me a Kyle production. Can anyone say no to this guy? Nobody can. No, nobody can. It's the same thing. It's not only just with the power, it's the same thing with the play calling. And that's where, that's why I really think the loss of McDaniel and LaFour last two years is felt. It's not so much of how much they can add on to the playbook, but how much they can actually like tell to Kyle since, you know, they've been bros for years. It's like, Kyle, we need to try this. This ain't working. And I bet you Kyle actually like would trust McDaniel. It. Okay. But yeah. I mean, it's right. not like yeah. so much the play calling again. It's just like getting, just telling them like, look, man, put the hand on the shoulder. Like we got to talk about this. We got to try this and that because this is not working. Maybe we could do this different. And I feel conf- I feel like he would never get like take too offense to it because he knows like McDaniel knows my knows his stuff. He's done well. I've trained him. He's done, he's trained himself. He's he's brilliant. Where I don't think he's ever gonna relinquish power for sure is the personnel decisions because he's like I'm not getting that extension to make all this money and you're not gonna build the team in my image and I can't pass off on it and I can't make my own moves. Like come on, it's like the only time he doesn't care about the trades is like um or personnel decisions and when it comes to parts of the draft which maybe is day two and day three because he, he, come on does he care about midday trip picks like that he probably just looks at a little bit like you said like like a little bit of the film that's like three games worth so i it's it's really too much like that power that that trade really definitely demonstrated a kyle shanahan move because only a head coach would do that. and i'm always like opposed on head coaches having totally you know power like that because they make rash decisions it seems like Kyle and his his camp are really taking advantage of Jed, who's weak, because he fired Harbaugh and then hired two duds back-to-back. He made himself the weakest, most incompetent owner in the league. So Jed comes in, I mean, Kyle comes in, and he's like, all right, man, you're going to run me off? You're going to tell say no to me? You're going to alienate me? And Jed so far seems terrified of saying no to Kyle. He's just so happy to have some credibility in the organization. It looks like Kyle has a lifetime contract and can do whatever he wants. And really, the last 20 years, the most powerful man in the organization has been Parag. Parag is in charge of contracts and analytics, and he makes all the big decisions, who stays, who goes, and Jed trusts him. So like when 
Parag or the analytics department says, hey, let's trade DeForest Buckner. He's really good, but it makes more sense to trade him for a first round pick and get someone who's like, you know, 70% of the player for 20% of the price. That's a total analytics move. Now you got to get the player right when you, you got to scout and develop, but that's not Parag's deal. <laughs> that's the that's coaching staff. So that, that explains DeForest Buckner. And then the Trey Lance move. Three first round picks for a quarterback on a rookie contract. That's totally an analytics move. That makes sense. Now you got to get the player right, but that's scouting and coaching. Trading four picks for a running back who's 26, making $12 million a year. No analytics guy would ever do that. The analytics guy would want the op to be on the opposite end. You know, trade. That's the one player Carolina traded. They're running back. Who's expensive. They kept JC Horn and Brian Burns. Of course they did. They're not stupid. Uh, but I'm not saying Kyle's stupid, but he just didn't listen to the analytics. He's like, I'm a coach. That's a good running back. I want him. Give me the running back. And I can't believe that Parag said, all right. And Jed was like, okay. Like, wow. There are no checks and balances on Kyle in this organization. And if there were, he might just be better. Like, Robert Sala has a strong general manager in, in New York. He can't just do whatever he wants. He has to work within the structure of an organization. Kyle is everything. He's the head coach, offensive coordinator, general manager. Frankly, he's the owner of the team. It's too much. Well, Sala came there when the general manager was always already there. That's the thing about when head coaches – Head coaches come in with the GM, you know it's always the head coach. The only time you can get the head coach to actually be like the secondary or the like, you know, like the little deputy to the guy is when the GM's already there. And look, look you look around, there's a lot of head coaches that have that authoritarian to them that has like the full power. And how often does it work? Not, not often. It feels like the only one who really makes it the best is Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, who's seventy something. Kyle, like, yeah, man. We're not yeah. going to compare him to Bill Belichick. Come on, everyone else. A lot of people do though, and that bugs me. A lot of people do. Colin Cowherd says is the best, the, the young next Bill Belichick, dude. Can he get over five hundred first? Can you win the Super Bowl first? Can you win the Super Bowl first? Like, it, it's just, yeah. it just rattles my brain. And look, I think ultimately, like, the, as as bad as the personnel moves are. Look, it's 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 ultimately like I want him to win on the field and to actually show his strutted stuff on the field, which is what he gets touted for the most. Which is actually, it's kind of funny that he must have so much saying personnel. But I digress. Um, it's it, it's just so much like it's it's just too much power in every single facet. Like, it, it, can anyone? I I really want the checks and balances more on the field than I do in the personnel department because I think they can overcome certain moves that they bring in the personnel to make up for it. So long as they're you know being smart with what they're doing. We got to talk about why there's no checks and balances, though. Like, what is it about Jed? It's I think some people think, well, he's overcorrecting from the Harbaugh years. That's partially, probably partially true. Like, but the other thing is, we don't know how much power Jed has anymore. This is a rumor I heard, um, just a rumor, that when he wanted to fire, when it was time to fire Chip Kelly, Jed wanted to keep Trent Balky, and his parents came to him and said, "No way, you got to start over. We are starting over." So I'm not sure that Jed hired Kyle Shanahan. It might have been like, you know, an organizational hire. Parag, Denise, John, all of them. So I don't know that Jed necessarily has the power to, like, fire Kyle Shanahan. You know, last year when the season was starting to look a little murky, they were 3-5, and five, John York showed up. So this may be Jed's, like, the face guy, and he's here, and he's at the, he's at the games, and he's smiling. How much decision-making power does he really have after the Harbaugh Tom Sula Chip Kelly debacle they may have taken that from him we have no idea how this family works but I'm thinking Jed doesn't have the power he used to and 
the owners of this team are in freaking Youngstown, and the guy who's running this organization day to day is the head coach. And I, I, I can't think of another coach in sports who has as much power. I mean, Steve Kerr doesn't have this much power. Joe Lacob is running that team. Steve Kerr has a, a place in it. Nick Sirianni isn't running the Eagles. Howie Roseman runs that team. And for a long time, Parag ran this team for better or worse. And now Kyle Shanahan can veto him whenever he wants. I don't know, man. Jed, D- Denise, John, you might want to ha- actually like step in because I think it would benefit Kyle and your entire organization. That makes a lot of sense. I, like, I actually like that theory. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause to me, it's always like, you know, I just don't think he cares anymore. And I mean, after and after all that debacle he created, he's probably scarred. And look, <laughs> going circling back to what what uh maybe his thoughts on the Christian McCaffrey trade when he instead of him saying veto, they probably just told him, look at all the jersey sales and the tickets and everything else. We can get a nice little a nice little spike. But it's like, look, you're already printing cash. Like, how much do you really is Christian McCaffrey really gonna? you know, serve, serve you like a longevity spike. Like you guys are, you guys are making money. You're the San Francisco 49ers, man. You don't need to worry about money. You guys are printing. I know. You guys are a walking Brinks truck. It's pathetic, but you should have seen it the day after they traded for McCaffrey. When I went just for practice, they had his face plastered. That's why it was like all the marketing. That's why I think that's why when you said that and all in the words you just said right now, it's like thinking like, damn, they sold him on that then. And that's what they're trying to push. Maybe I'll maybe that could have been like a deal. Like, look, we're trying to push this because look, when you're an owner, ultimately it's all about sale. I mean, it's about winning as well, and winning comes with, with money. At this, you know, if you're winning, then it's free marketing. You're getting you're getting, all, you're getting all that money and stuff like that. But the players also like helps you as well, like getting all these big brands. That's why a lot. Of th- that's why I feel like it's another thing with the NBA too about how they get those big stars is to help push their own brand and everything. Also, think about advertising dollars. Like, mm-hmm. the more people are watching your product daily weekly the more the more the ad companies will pay to put their ads on your games on your stadium right like the views were going down on this team i saw it on my youtube channel like it was getting stale it's the same old shit with jimmy garoppolo they're three and four people are like man i know where this is going so now you bring in christian mccaffrey and it's like my YouTube views are back up. Like yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure their YouTube views are back up, and I'm sure ad companies are looking. I'm like, okay, let's let's invest back in the Niners again because people are watching their shit. They're relevant, so it's that's important to them because they they're not wealthy wealthy like the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, no, no. they're not. Chris Christopher says, why not ask Kyle Shanahan straight up? Did you ever truly like Trey Lance as a football player? What would he say? What would he say? That. Of course he would. Of course I did. I love Trey. Be interesting to see what like how he said it. Josh Wyatt says, "How about Jimmy Ayuk and McFloppy to New England for Isaiah Wynn? You really think Bill Belichick wants McGlinchey? He has Trent Brown, who's actually good. The Niners didn't want him though. No, I don't think that they're going to have it. Okay, Mac in a second to Tampa Bay. Jimmy Garoppolo and BA are gone anyway <laughs> with the CMC contract and Bosa coming up. Um, interesting, interesting, but." Uh, Mac in a second regardless. to Tampa Bay. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Who's going to be the odd man out? And Brandon Ayuk's definitely at the at the at the top of the totem pole. Or close um, to it. if you're bringing in Tom Brady, I would keep Brandon Ayuk. I would keep him. Yes, I, I think he him. would want you to as well. Keenan Craig, thank you very much. All right, let's uh, move on. Let's talk about Jed York. Yo, what what does Jed York care about most in your opinion? Ooh. The answer should be winning a Super Bowl, but it's not. So what does he care about most? It's, good, but it's not. It's what it's not. So what does he care about most in your opinion? Look, I think I just pretty much just foreshadowed it. It's pretty much just 
the dollar bills, y'all. Like, you're like, what well, comedy? How, how many more songs can we can we put up for this? But cream. <laughs> it's just look. I think I think it's like I, now after you said that that whole thing with his parents, I think it's like maybe they have a huge. I think more it's like it's collective where now it's like he deals the front of it and he'll decide. And if it's something like that's that's big with the organization. Like it's really gonna teeter towards one way of them being in the negative that he's gonna like involve them, which is maybe why, maybe that maybe this is why you said uh, said about the, that he showed up last year when they were like three and five and losing, but ultimately it's just about you know like the the, the 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 brand, you know the brand and again the brand ties in with the winning and so does the money, but it's it's like I think that's what he cares about. It's just it's just as long as the Niners are in a good light, which is yeah, why there it is, there it is. You know, there it is. Hold on. Let's again. use another word for that. Let's use another word for that. As long as they're in a good light, I'll call that perception. Mm-hmm. Perception. All he cares about is the perception of the team, which is different than reality, right? The reality is this is a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl in a very long time and isn't winning one anytime soon until they change his quarterback and maybe the head coach too. But the perception of the team is that they have the best young coach in the league. They have a Super Bowl roster. They started off three and four last year. They're going to figure it out. Everything's great. Locally, everything's great. Nationally, everything's great. No one criticizes his team. He is obsessed with controlling the perception of this team, and he does a damn good job of it, which is strange because just four or five years ago, he was a laughingstock locally and nationally. But all of a sudden, he's got immunity because of Kyle Shanahan, and that's all he freaking cares about. Things are good in San Francisco. Yeah, perception. And that's disgusting to me. Like, who cares about perception? Jerry Jones. You know, bad teams, teams that know they're really not premier organizations, but used to be the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers, like the Niners, they're moving like a team that used to be a premier organization, but isn't anymore. Now they're trying to convince people that they are like the Lakers are, but, or like the Yankees are, but you're not anymore. You're, you're, you're like, you know, like, you're like the Yankees, you know, you used to be premier, but now you like it's like the second generation of owners and they're not as all in on winning as as the previous one you know same with the lakers too the lakers the yankees and the niners are all very similar run by second generation owners who just don't have the same competitive edge fire that their you know fathers or whatever had uncles so i see it perception but that's not also like unique to Jed York. It's like we see it all around with these franchises why some of them are like held back and stuff like that you can tell who's really like all in to push it to the chips at the table and do everything they want to win. And then others would just stand back. And at least York, at least York has an excuse. You know, he was really like hands-on. And that's kind of the reason why they kind of like downfalled in 2014. And he saw, he literally saw destruction in his own hands. And he was like, oh God, what have I done? And just saying, But now no, he's two hands here. off. Now he's two hands off to the point where Kyle Shanahan can do whatever the hell he wants. Look, look Joe Lacob, what does he care most about? Winning. That's why he's paying a billion dollars luxury tax. Jeez. Winning. Winning. And that's all your job is as an owner. That's it. But Jed is so much more fixated on, you know, who's covering the team for KNBR? Who's covering the team for NBC? Oh, they they were a little too critical. You know, it's like everyone has to be in his pocket. He's got all the media people, you know, marching to his tune. But he can't say no to his coach. He can, he can control the beat writers, but he can't control... <laughs> His coach, I don't know. I think it's kind of weak. And I feel like Jed hasn't been able to find that. And maybe it's not. Jed, Jed and his family haven't been able to find that balance of involved but not intrusive. 
You don't go from, you know, being way too intrusive to totally hands off. There's a medium there that most teams find a balance. I don't think they'll ever find that balance because how much is Judge actually going to like improve this team? What the hell is he going to say? What is he going to bring that's positive that's going to do? I think that's the counter is like, look, Kyle may be having some like really like, whoa, this is kind of like a dangerous move that could like set the the team back to some sort of degree in any aspect or form. But what the hell is Jed going to do? I think that would be my pushback. It's like, what is Jed going to do? Like, what is. Well, hold on. I'll I'll tell you. Jed Jed set up Parag with all this power. He's in charge of. salaries and analytics like you said he's been there for years right right he's no but like you give him all this power he's in charge of all your analytics and your salary and then you have this this coach who has more power who can veto who what's the point like what what is the power structure here because it seemed like forever it was parag who sort of had the vision for the team and now whenever kyle wants him to be like screw your analytics and your vision i want this guy make it fit for the future how does that how is that a sustainable how is that sustainable? You either have to let Kyle do whatever he wants all the time or let Parag do whatever he wants all the time. I don't understand. Jed has to make up his mind. Who you trust? Who you trust in Jed? Parag or Kyle? Because they don't seem like they're on the same page. They probably presented a case too, if anything, if Jed was really involved like that. And if he is, I don't think he is. But if he was involved like that, then they probably presented a case, a case like that where Kyle, you know, was like, look, my offense sucks. I can't figure it out. I need better players. And Praj I, like, I don't like this, but I get it. We can, uh, he's probably like, Praj, can we make it work? And Praj's like, yeah, we can make no. it work. No. What if Praj's like, I strongly dis- I strongly advise we don't do this. And Kyle's like, we need to do this. And Jed had to, Jed had to decide what we're going to do. Okay, I'm going with the coach. Okay, I'm going with the coach. I, I don't know, but it, I just can't. He has to be what what spreadsheet what what graph is Parag gonna do to be like yeah we, we should trade a second a third a fourth and a fifth for a very expensive asset that has gotten injured and probably gets injured a lot I mean the whole reason of not bringing back a defensive tackle is it's a high impact position high high violence position uh, low impact it's run game stuff not a lot of sacks why spend all that money if you're not getting Aaron Donald okay well the same thing applies for running back oh well he's a wide receiver too. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's not like lining up outside, outside and running go routes. Like he, he runs check down routes. I mean, those are extended handoffs. There's not really a wide receiver. I don't know. And how much does Praj actually? I mean, Praj, excuse me. How much Prague. does Jed actually look? As much as like it could be like detrimental to the to the company, the 49ers, Wouldn't it? It probably feels more better for him, more of a huge gain to get like a huge star like Christian McCaffrey. And and, and you could probably circle back to the Buckner trade. He was probably stung by that trade. He's like, last time I listened to you, Parage, we sent a fan favorite. The next year we sucked with a bunch of injuries. You know, the fans kind of like were hating on us. Like, and I loved DeForest. So it's like, I'm trying to like avoid situations like that. Yeah. You told us to to trade Buckner. You told us to trade for Lance. Now I'm doing it my way. Maybe that worked. Again, I don't know that any of this happened. It just I'm, I'm trying to put the tea leaves together. No Giovanni way. Miller says, are the Niners going to the, make the playoffs? Really? <sighs> Probably. But here's the thing. I don't know that they're going to make it as a wild card team. I think they pretty much got to win the division. And so they could. Um, the Rams don't seem to be a threat. But all of a sudden, the Seahawks and, and Arizona are the teams you got to look at. Because the Seahawks are steadily improving. They have a terrible defense. But their offense is good. It's legitimately good, and the Cardinals tend to win when they have DeAndre Hopkins. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm really curious to see how the Niners are going to fare against the Cardinals soon. It's already yeah, it's they, a ways out. That's three weeks they, out. Yeah. They've, they've lost two in a row to the Cardinals. 
Miguel says Kyle had two years with Trey and failed to develop. He shouldn't get a third chance, especially if he can't improvise during games. That could hurt Trey. Yeah, I, that's why I feel like Kyle's going to do something desperate to sort of change the story, the narrative. Sherpain says, do you think Kyle is letting Jimmy call the play since Jimmy said his play sucked? Then I said, then saying I told you so after they lose. No, Kyle's a micromanager. The most he's letting no. him do is audible it, but that's pretty much standard. That, that's what Cliff Kingsbury did to Kyler, and it backfired on him. Mark <laughs> says, York banks on his uncle's success and works to line his pockets with the fans' money. Stop giving him money until he wins a Super Bowl. Only way to get his attention. I would agree with that. I hope you're doing your part, Mark. I don't give him any money. Zero. <laughs> Josh White says, my point is they have to give up something good to get something good. Because of mismanagement, they are about to lose a lot of good things anyway. Fair. Fair. Um, That's a good point. I think the Patriots would really like Jimmy Garoppolo, though. I don't oh, know why. take him in a heartbeat. Bill doesn't allow politics to run his team. Uh, yeah, roster politics, all that stuff. He doesn't. Leo says, you need to get, uh, let go of this Brady dream. They said no to him twice already. Why would they say yes at 46 when he's got so much mental baggage? Well, what's the alternative? Injured Trey Lance. Trey Lance? You sure? Yeah. I, I mean, Niner fans, really ask yourself, do you, how confident and enthusiastic about Trey Lance do you think Kyle Shanahan is? Quarterback based on next year is so bad. I mean, not bad, but it's like, it's, I would say it's, it's mismanaged. A, it's in a, such a poor situation right now. It's like, instead of this year was supposed to be the year, it's like, you want all the bad to get out of Lance and all development and hope for next year. And it's like, no way you put it on pause. And now he's kind of damaged goods right now. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of up in the air, man. It's very up in the air. Base Spokane Niner says, I feel like Bosa plays too fast and overplays the edge. Would moving him to inside, slow him down and make him more effective. That's how they coach him though. That's how they coach him as part of the wide nine. It's, I I think it's really interesting that Andy Reid has used that against him uh, twice now, once in the Super Bowl, And I'll see if teams continue to do that. Nick Bosa is a very good pass rusher, but Andy Reid kind of showed him to be a little one-dimensional, that his whole mentality is rush the quarterback, and you can use that against him like a like a judo fighter. That's something only Andy is good at executing. Against He's the best. That's true. But it's a copycat league. Once you see it on tape, maybe some other teams will yeah, try to emulate it. So now it's up to Kyle. No, D'Amico to fix that. D'Amico, you get sure. my money now. Not York since 2013. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. All right. Um... Let's go positive. Let's talk. Let, Jose, give me one thing about the 49ers to be optimistic about. Uh, that we're going to see them wear the all-white throwback suit, so that's going to be pretty clean. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Uh, yeah, try to dig up a positive, uh, optimistic about, you know, it's tough. But look, they got they got destroyed by the Chiefs. It's fine if you get destroyed by a Super Bowl contender. I, I think the thing we can look at to be optimistic about, especially after that loss, is <clears throat> look, look. The defense was getting hit on being a historical, like historical pace, which I thought was like a little crazy, but they're still elite defense. And I think the real hope is after Jamico Ryan's got punched in the mouth and his whole unit got pretty much just dog walked most of the time, is that he's going to bounce back. He's going to learn, um, knowing that he's a competitor and he's a former player. He's really going to dig in and be like, look, guys, we cannot let that crap happen again because that was unacceptable. I think he he's really he's the one coach I trust more than Kyle Shanahan that's really going to hold his side accountable and is going to really correct and find what was wrong with his own stuff. And I, I know there's a lot of miscues about players, you know, missed tackles going to feel, but there's going to be a lot of new things that I think Andy Reid now just taught and exposed to D'Amico, and it's good for him the fact that it was midseason, so he can expect it from maybe from other teams, like you just said, copycat league, and D'Amico could be like, look, we're going to expect this now in case from another team, and if they throw it at us, we'll adjust. So I'm really hopeful, and I like that that D'Amico Ryan has a chance to really like tighten up 
all the loose ends that Andy Reid exposed and Patrick Mahomes against them last week. And then it can really become a really, really good top three defense and not look like the future one last week. Yeah. Okay. So you, you went to the defense. You left me with not a lot. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the fact that the Niners um, do have a down division. And even though we, um, you know, they may not win more than nine games this year, nine games could win the division legitimately. I mean, we don't know how, like, if the Seahawks are for real. They're four and three, and everyone's like giving, throwing them a parade. They could totally fall apart. We have no idea what, how their season's going to go. Maybe they finish poorly and the Niners finish strong. That's the best thing you could say is they have a defense that probably should bounce back and a, a, a division that they could win. But even if they win the division, where are they going, man? Like, say something optimistic about the offense right now. <laughs> I can't. Say something optimistic about the special teams right now. Nope. You can't. So unless they swap out the quarterback or something drastic, drastic, Brandon, I, I, think we, I think we hit it. Brandon, Brandon Ayuk's, Ayuk's here. There. Brandon Ayuk's doing great. Christian McCaffrey looks really good. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. looks just as good. That's three things you could say, and yet none of it matters on offense. None of okay, it leads no, to I'm points. I'm stupid. Christian McCaffrey is really the only optimistic thing you have because you're trying to – look, he, again, he wasn't really – Debo's good. hurt. Debo's hurt. Jimmy's not himself. Oh, Kyle's not himself. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really, really be clear about how much Debo's hurt when you go to practice today and when Kyle talks and yeah. especially throughout the week. But that's, that's pretty much yeah. the only thing to be optimistic about is what is Christian McCaffrey going to do to uplift – because initially, when I heard that this tra- when, when when you talked when we talked about it, this, this trade is the Emmanuel Sanders trade. I was like, no, that's fooey, you know. But he, right. aside from the records and it being a desperation move, I, I see the similarities now in the terms of look, they're getting two pretty solid players who I know they're gimpy, but yeah. ultimately it wasn't so much they weren't acquired to be that stats guy. Emmanuel Sanders wasn't that. What did he do? He helped Jimmy in the passing game. He helped Debo and Kendrick. Uh, developed and essentially all those three mixed together ended up helping the running game because now you weren't able to just sell out so i think in those three facets mccaffrey could do the same he helps the running game he gives jimmy grapple another outlet another type of disguise and then he takes the pressure off of debo so that's 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 really but a lot of things you got to hit on all these things for it to and that's many steps you're hoping on a running back a guy who could do it i know it's that's what i get that's why i always say the 49ers in this trade as much as i i was cool with it it's, it's the odds are kind of stacked against them in this. And you really got to hit on all those three phases and on health. And he can be elite. Otherwise, this trade looks fooey. Well, the fa- if, if Debo has to miss any time, like if he has to miss this yeah. upcoming game, good thing you have Christian McCaffrey because I'm not sure you beat the Rams without that type of dual threat running back. Uh, I don't know if you beat the Rams without Debo Samuel. So that's one thing that at least you have like a Debo replacement. Very expensive. But at least you have someone in case Debo has to miss time. That's so. I guess that's you know something. That's something. So that's hey. Those are certain things to be optimistic about. Sean O'Leary says misuse of Lance locker room pining for Jimmy costly penalties over and over conditioning and injury issues constant inability to score off the game plan script disdain for fan media scrutiny. What else do owners need to see? I agree. I agree. But again, I'm theorizing that this isn't Jed's call. This is up to his parents. They're in Youngstown. I have no idea how closely they're watching this. Maybe they're watching the show right now. Maybe they're big fans of the All 49ers show. Or maybe not. Maybe they only check in in November if the team is losing. I don't know. It's kind of bleak. But I feel like there's no one at the at the wheel in this organization. Aisha says, I think we'll see CMC. 
I think we'll see Christian McCaffrey run up the middle 82,734 times until he gets injured so that the fan base can transfer the blame onto him. You know the Shanahan way. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like People keep saying the Niners are going to get healthy. They're going to go on a run. Every week, three guys get hurt in their team. Every week. So, you know, now it's Debo. Uh, and it's not even, it doesn't even seem like the player's fault, right? Like, like now Mostert can stay healthy in Miami. Okay. So when's Christian's turn? I feel bad for Christian, but man, you got the two, the, the two unluckiest teams in the league. It's like the Niners and the Chargers. The Chargers oh, have always God. had, what, I, they're very similar. What is it? I don't get no, it. But the one thing with the Niners, they, most of their players already have injury history. A lot of those Chargers players don't. Just go. Yeah. JC Jackson didn't have an injury history. It's like, oh, of course though. Dude, poor guy. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Poor guy. I don't know if he had anything in college at Berkeley, but I mean, he, that guy got Scarnita's hamstring. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa Niners says Debo is the same age as CMC and gets hurt often as well. Can't be mad at the trade and not question the extension to Debo. I didn't really like the extension to Debo. They gave him hell of money. After I, I they didn't give him that much money, they gave him hell of money, him market uh, value. Yeah, but they gave him market value for a guy with one great year. He had other good years, but he had one great year. And as we see this year, he's not replicating that. You're getting 2019, 2020 Debo, not 2021 Debo. That was a once in a lifetime Debo that but the it's Niners not were a hoping. Fault of his. That's not that a fault of his. It's not a fault of his. It's a fault of the Niners. They always trade. They always pay people off of their one best year. Armstead, he had ten sacks one year. Like, oh, boom. There we go. $85 million contract. Like, okay, that one was bad because, or not bad, but that one's like even significantly lesser because you not only was it just the one year with a bunch of great talents that he was surrounded yeah. by, he yeah. at least carried the freaking offense. He you did. Take Eric, look, you're taking Eric Armstead away from this defense right now. They've been fine without him. I mean, maybe they felt it's it true. down a last game or two, but still. They did the same thing with Jimmy, though. Oh, seven starts. You look good. Highest paid player in the league. Like, why don't you franchise tag him and get some more evidence? Kind of Philly Kroof 2215 says the offensive genius coaches in in KC. If Shanahan had a different last name, he would be gone. Yeah, yeah he's holding I, a lot to that name for sure. He is. And he's really got it good on Jed. If there were another owner that had some like standing, like the dude in Atlanta. What's his name? Um, Arthur Smith? Well, no, the owner. the owner. Blank? Whatever Arthur his name Blank. is. Arthur Blank? He wouldn't put up with this. Eddie wouldn't put up with this. Only a really, really weak owner who's, cared, who's scared about perception would. Not too many teams can copycat Patrick Mahomes. Nope, but 10 teams could have drafted him. You know, Patrick Mahomes that game wasn't like, look, he was really freaking good, but he didn't do anything like, well, he did stuff. But but the thing is, it wasn't the whole game like magical, like doing things like out of his ass. Like a lot of things was just like scripted and they Screen, were just owning him. How many yards that patch plays did we see on third and 19? It's not like he was chucking bombs out there like crazy. The Niners were just getting beat everything under 20 yards. It felt like he was actually out doing Kyle at Kyle's game. It just like, felt like I'm not, the decline was yeah. majestical. I I like I like the way and he was just he was just executing it to a T and then some. UK YouTube says Eddie D would have fired Kyle Shanahan by now. Yeah, he fired George Seifert, who had two Super Bowls because they didn't make it far enough in the playoffs one year. Eddie was ruthless. And Jed tried to be, embarrassed <laughs> himself, and now he's just happy to be seen as not incompetent. Let's talk about this Rams game. Every time the Niners season seems like it's on the brink of collapse, they get to play the Rams. <laughs> the Rams always come at the right time. That's the um, part. Crazy. That being said, as the Niners play the Rams throughout the year, the Rams seem to do better each time. They got blown out last time. What are you expecting from this matchup in SoFi? Are the Rams coming off a of bye week? 
Yes, they are. Okay, so the Rams have had two weeks to prepare. Um, they're three and three. They're not desperate. This isn't necessarily a must-win game for either one. But what do you see uh, in this matchup? <clears throat> it's close. It's very important. Yeah, it's a divisional game. Niners personally, but this is going to be a this is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a very close game, I think. Um, and I'm just going to very give the slight edge to the Niners winning. Look, because of the Niners, I mean, the Rams at the bye week, they've had two weeks. They're going to really get up for this game. They should. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. kind of underestimate like how teams can get up for certain opponents. And mm-hmm. after they got Molly Wobbs on prime time in front of, you know, everyone. So yeah. the Rams should really want this game. Um, and I think they're going to bring it to them. And right now the 49ers offense is not trending. You know, they weren't that great against the Rams offense. A lot of that was the defense again, <clears> which is the Debo just pulling a magical play out of his, you know what? So yeah, would they I, have 17 points in that game? No, no. Uh, 17 points. Because it was 24, but it was part, seven was a pick six. So, yeah. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just, I, I think here is you, you have to get it together. And I think this is a great bounce back game for the defense number one because the defense is gonna, you know, pretty do pretty well. Because look, as much as like the, you said, the Rams play better in the second matchup. This is probably like the worst like Rams team they have faced in a while. And I think the defense, you know, they they got they're they're, they're strong again. They're looking better, and they just got they just got beat by the Chiefs. And like I just said. Domingo's going to learn from that matchup, from that, from those miscues that they had. Try to tighten it up and hope that McVay doesn't do that with Matthew Stafford. I just think it's going to circle back. This is a huge defining moment for the offense to build momentum going into that bye week because I don't think they have too much to worry from against the Chargers defense because they just keep getting like ran through right. like like nothing. So I think you really need to win here, a must win, because you don't want to face three and five again going to the bye, sitting on that. And then risk a loss because who knows against the Chargers you just you just don't know. But I think you really want you get four and five and you should beat the Chiefs. I mean the Chargers and now all of a sudden, boom, you're looking solid for a nice run because the slew of opponents they have going forward isn't that tough. Yeah, um, I think the Niners pretty much have to run the table in their division because so far they can't beat any team outside of their division unless that team is Carolina, like the teams they don't know that well. They're not game planning well for. It. They're not preparing well for, it. and that keeps. I keep coming back to their offensive staff. Like Kyle Shanahan delegates the game planning. He used to do that, delegated to Wes Welker and Mike McDaniel, and now it's people that are different. And it seems like every team that they haven't faced a million times already has the upper hand on them. Like they didn't know what to do with Atlanta. They didn't know what to do with Chicago. Like, this is all weird. So um, they know what to do with the Rams. They've beaten the Rams a million times. They haven't faced the Chargers. Yeah, there, There's some teams on this schedule that could do to the Niners what the – Falcons did to them so this is very important that the Niners win this game they know how to beat the Rams it's running 40 times they have passed more than they've run two games in a row they need to knock that shit off right now and get back to running the ball because I don't care maybe Kyle feels like he has to uh, appease his 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 playmakers and that they're upset you know what appeases them fucking winning and you're not going to win throwing more than you run you have one way to win on this team it's running the ball so Christian McCaffrey, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jordan Mason, all hands on deck. You got to run the damn ball. But they know how to beat the Rams. How about you stop <clears throat> selling for field goals and score a freaking touchdown? Look, yep. like I mean, that kind of, that was another huge takeaway I had last week. It's like after all the te- te- uh, field goals they settled for, and even the opening drive when they settled for field goals, I was like it's gonna be that kind of game, huh? Again, mm-hmm. you have no chance. Then I, I kind of writing was on the wall, and then they went up ten nothing, and it was like. I think we see that first drive. That first drive, I felt, is a total, a perfect uh, microcosm of how I feel about the Niners. They move down the field so well, but it was like 
McCaffrey, don't have to show for it. Yeah, like McCaffrey ran well, so did Jeff Wilson. I mean, like it was kind of a net any running back you choose is good when you get in the red zone, nothing. So again, it's just all hype. You didn't fix the underlying issues of your offense. You added some more hype, and he's good. But in, until you fix the underlying issues, you got pro- you're still going to be kicking field goals, man. Well, I'm talking about the explosive player, uh, the explosive player ability that, that Shanahan really wants, and I think it's because to avoid those red zone <sighs> situations is because he's hoping De- Debo and now McCaffrey will will take it to will take it far, put him in a goal line situation to make it easier for him to call him for his offense. Because anytime if it's like ten to twenty yards. It, it's looking bleak. It's easy. I feel like a defense is always easier to defend in the red zone because you already know what your boundaries are. You already know, like, all right, we got to stop them from here to there. It, it, it's cool. Just don't do nothing stupid, like bite on fakes or nothing like that. Be disciplined, and we're good because this quarterback is not going to, like, put it in the spot for these receivers. So we don't have to do too much as a defense. Kyle got really lucky last year with those tunnel screens to Debo. Third and 20, throw a tunnel screen, gain of 80 yards. I think he really thought that you could build an entire passing game around screens. Yeah. And it's like, you can't. Just adding another dude you can throw a screen to doesn't open up the offense. The problem is defenses aren't honoring any pass more than 10 yards down the field, and they're expecting this stuff. So whether you go screen left, screen right, screen to a running back, screen to a wide receiver, it's it's not enough. And when you added Emmanuel Sanders three years ago, that actually <coughs> gave the offense a new element. Yeah, It did. And McCaffrey doesn't. So it's not his fault. Not his fault. But that's all I'm saying. They, got, they haven't added a new element to the offense. So unless the, Jimmy wants to start cutting it loose down the field or Kyle wants to start calling it. Yo, that deep throw, they that deep route by Danny Gray was awful. I, I got to wonder about Leonard Hankerson, man. Like, what the hell was that? Maybe it's not his fault, but that, that was disgusting. That was the only one he got, right, that game? Yeah. There's a reason they're not playing Dre, uh, Danny Gray. Even with all that speed, he can't use it. He can't I run around. He's terrible. He should have threw it to the sideline so Danny could have ran for it and toe-tapped out of bounds, like throw it in a spot where the only receiver can get it, not throw it right at him so the t- <laughs> corner can put his hand in it. I, I kind of didn't like that throw by Jimmy, to be honest. Although me and my well, cousins were debating. He was like, you got to make a play on the ball. I was like, yeah, but – you really want it a little bit more shaded this way so you can extend it so the corner doesn't put it at us. But then again, that's demanding too much from Jimmy. We already know he's not going to do that. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me. You look, you look the, so, the, way, so the way I looked at that route, he had no stem and move. He just kind of drifted and floated uh, out into his break. You know what I'm saying? Like you actually have to like stem your route. But are you and surprised he just, by that? Look, I'm not surprised by that. When you have a guy who's known to be a speedster vertical threat, they don't have movement. They don't. But that, that's not good enough. Like you can't just run like a banana route and just flatten out your your cut. Like you can't unless unless you're Vernon Davis and you're like six five and you can jump and and win at the catch point. Like he was pathetic at the catch point. You, you have to have like a little bit college? of a move. Why are you try to like. Why are you gonna try to bust a move like that when you've been winning like that in college? That's what I'm saying. Well. Well, okay, and so what I would say is, all right, Leonard Hankerson, that's where you come in and tell him this is how you get open in the NFL. He just ran this little flat route and took the defender right to it. But it's not like they're working um, with them. We've already seen it on work with their young guys. I'm just I'm, to me, this is further evidence that their assistant coaches this year aren't good enough. Leonard Hankerson, first year, what, who are you? You're not you're not Wes Welker. Wes Welker actually seemed like he was doing a good job no. here and there in Miami, Wes. Leo says, bad public divorce, which is clearly draining him. Why would you want to bring that distraction to this team? Trey Lance is the future. Embrace it. Brady is done after this season. 45 has always been the end game. Maybe you're right. It seems to me like he's getting divorced because he's not trying to 
stop football anytime soon. It seems to me like he's been trying to leave Tampa all year. He retired. He was talking to Miami. He, they almost gave him an ownership stake, and Tampa wouldn't let him go. And it seems like he's sort of having an ugly divorce with Tampa as much as with his wife. Um, we'll see. If he wants to play football next year, which you don't know, Leo, I don't know, and he calls the Niners and says, can we, can we please do this? In, how, in what world can the Niners say, no, no, we have Jimmy and Trey. We're good. People forget that Bruce Arians, like, retired and relegated himself because of Brady. Yeah. Like, that legitimately happened. It did. Lorenzo says, don't understand the obsession with Kyle. This guy's way overrated. Fire him. Jim Harbaugh, four seasons, 59, 36, and one. Kyle, five seasons, 42, and 26. Yeah, but Jim Harbaugh uh, clashed with Jed York, and they probably don't like each other. Whereas Kyle Shanahan, like, probably kisses up to Jed York and see, you know, he sees what, what Jim Harbaugh did, doesn't do that. And he's nice to Jed, makes Jed feel like he's his friend. And, and, and in return, Jed gives Kyle whatever the hell he wants. C. Turley says Ram Stadium needs to be uh, renamed Levi for Levi South. <laughs> they should rename Levi's because Levi's are really cool jeans. And those are just like, it's a really generic stadium. It's called Wrangler Wrangler Damn. stadium. Are we getting beat by under 20 yards because our uh, linebacker core is underachieving? Uh, no. I I feel like it was just a lot of things, like corners missing, safeties missing coming up, you know, so it was just everything just bad. I don't know. Fred Warner's been awful the last two weeks. Awful. Yeah, he was, he's been missing a lot of times. So bad. Jonathan Chavez says, what, am I, what I'm going to find hilarious is the same people wanting Jimmy to, to be the quarterback, seeing his mistakes, are going to want him next year. QB <laughs> was issues. Yeah. A lot of people being like, whoa, whoa, no, Brady. Like, hold on, man. It's Tom Brady. Don't say the whole he's washed thing. That's what you said last time he was available. Adrian B says, Banks making me and others eat crow. Was so mad Niners passed on Samuel Jr. I love being wrong in the situation. Lance will do the same to the haters. <clears throat> I like, I'm not a Lance hater at all. I'm just trying to tell you what Kyle's going to do here. I mean, if he was going to run Lance between the tackles last year, what's he going to do with Lance next year off of another year of no development? What's going to happen? I hate that he ran him in between the tackles so much, man. Me too. And I think, and I think, I, I, I still see people saying like, "How did not run, use him like a running back?" And I was uh -huh. like, "No, oh, when you run between the tackles, that's kind of like you get used like a running back." And I, I, I just, I still hear, I heard people talk about Justin Fields and how naturally gifted as a runner it is, and how instinctual. And it's just like he is. Trey Lance was never that. How on earth could you have thought to run him anywhere close to that? That's why he I, needed to develop as a runner. You could see it. He didn't know how to he, slide. Can he develop as a runner? He, yes, I think you can. You, uh, first of all, well, he why need, are you he allocating learn. time to develop as a runner when you should be spending that passing? But what I'm saying is they kept saying we, we, he's not developed as a passer. We have, to, we have to use him as a runner. He's not developed as a runner either. That's okay. a false dichotomy. He's not developed as anything. He can't slide. And on the zone read, he makes the wrong read most of the time. When he handed it off to Debo that time, it was the wrong read. He should have kept it. And when he kept it, he should have handed it off to Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod. Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it's a new game. He, he was very inexperienced. The whole thing needed development. That's why no and also, what, you run him between the tackles, fine. Do it on third and five when everyone's expecting pass and it's a quarterback draw. You did it on second and eight? What are you trying to do? Set up third and four? He's going to get hit. You're not going to get a first down. The only way you run your quarterback between tackles is if you're getting a first down or a touchdown. That was just setting up third and short. Nice. And they know you're running on second down because that's your tendency. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, this is the thing that sucks about this. Season. They're losing, and it's like they're not even losing while watching like a mystery that we have with no. Nash watching it. No, it's like the, the only five, mystery is 
<clears throat> the only mystery is will they win the division and lose in the playoffs or will they lose before then? That's not Sorry. a mystery. They're going to lose in the exactly. Division. They're going to lose in the playoffs. Of course they are. <clears throat> yeah. And that's why I say trade for Tom Brady. Can't stay on the field or get off on third down. Yup. Eight, 870. Hey, Niners, if you're watching, go trade for Tom Brady right now. Just quit messing around. It'll give you your best chance to win. You're welcome. And give me credit. Ownership. That's the only way they're going to acquire him. Trade ownership. That's true. <laughs> all right. That's the show. Thanks for watching. I appreciate all you guys. Jose, good, good stuff. See what happens. Look at Niners in LA this week. Peace. Thank y'all.